Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, concept creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I think I'm every night I do this, I say I'm super excited to do it. I think once I need to have a guest that I'm not excited about, but I am excited tonight. Uh, I have uh, Catherine Lewis and Meg Reardon, uh, both superstar CrossFit athletes and um, and dear to my heart, uh, own the business Wags and Weights, since I love dogs, even though I uh, sucking on a cat and don't own a dog. <laughs> but uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to have you guys on. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I really wanted I wanted to spend some time talking about your business. Uh, I want to give the listeners a little backstory. You know, I ran into you guys for the first time at the MAC or the Mid Atlantic CrossFit uh, Championship, and I think if I'm remembering right, I was already following Wags to Weights mm-hmm. and kind of knew of you as an athlete. I was telling my daughter this tonight, who's also named Meg, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's super uh, happy that you spell it M-E-H and, or M-E-G and there's no H like floating right. around in there. You can't, you can't spell it M-E-G-H, then it's Meghan. Like, yeah. So- <laughs> See, she would, she would love you even more now that you said that. Um, but I was telling her tonight, I'm like, I met you guys at the Mac and like, I kind of knew you. I, you know, like most athletes, like I, follow but I don't know the intimate details and then I went back to my hotel that night and I looked you up I'm like oh shit she's gonna win (laughs) (laughs) and then you did you went out and won the max so that was uh that was really cool but uh, I was already familiar with your business and so I thought we'd uh spend a little time I think you have a really creative um kind of a unique space in the CrossFit community with wags and weights and so I just I guess I wanted to start with like how did you guys come up with with this idea of uh you know kind of tying uh, what we do daily with dogs. Yeah, for sure. So actually we started in 2014. Um, and at the time there really wasn't anything in the CrossFit or fitness market that kind of combined dogs and fitness. And especially in CrossFit gyms, it's so big. I mean, everyone, most gyms, many gyms that I've been to have gym dogs. Um, and it's like the mascot of the gym and the dog goes to everybody after they're done working out, licks them or gives them, you know, some support throughout the day or whatever. Um, and so I wanted to combine my love of dogs and fitness. I have definitely an an obsession of both, you could say. Um, and so, yeah, we just decided to create the Instagram at the time. We actually called it pups and PRs. So that was the original name of it. And it's pretty cool because sometimes I'll run into people and they'll be like, I actually followed you when you guys were pups and PRs, like the OG. Um, So it's pretty cool. Um, And we ended up rebranding kind of probably like a year later or so. And we created that Instagram account, got pretty, a pretty good following, genuine, authentic following from the get, and then decided to kind of launch products geared toward fitness and dog lovers. So it's been pretty crazy now. And fast forward 2019, still doing it and still loving every second of it. Well, that's awesome. How when you uh, changed the name? How many names did you go through before you settled on the one you ended with? Honestly, I think it was just a few because a lot of people didn't know what PR stood for, especially if you're not really super um, familiar with lifting or anything like that as well. You know, weightlifting and stuff like that. So people were like, "What's a PR?" And I'm like, "What would people kind of associate with?" And just immediately know without having to think about it. And I was like, "Wags and weights." That makes sense. Um, so the name actually turned out to, to win, be way better than Pups and PR. So I was pretty pumped about it. See, I'm, I'm too creative. I'm sitting here going, huh, I would have been like bitches and barbells. That would have been, that would have been a good one. Like there's so oh, many. We'll start that company, bitches and barbells. That might do well. 
Please do. Oh, so, trust me, someone will. I saw one the other day. It was Kitties and Kilos, and I thought that was a really, really clever name. Honestly, you'd be surprised. On a weekly basis, I have someone reach out to me, being like, "Please make a cat shirt," and I'm like, "I don't know if I could do it. Like, I don't." We're know. a dog company. We're a dog like, people. How can we go against them? Yeah. No, look. As someone who owns a cat, cats are assholes. Don't do a cat shirt. Here's why. Here's why it doesn't work. So I, you know, Bean has become kind of a star of my page, mm-hmm. and I get anytime I post a picture, I get dozens of you know little cat emojis with hard eyes. But no one will ever buy anything with a cat because cats oh. don't love you the way dogs love you. That's exactly. very true. Yeah. It's very true. I mean, I've I've seen gym dogs. We had this gym dog at the gym I used to go to. Is um, a bull mastiff. He was huge, right? And his name was Tiago. And um, you'd get done working out, and like. Crossfitters, you collapse on the floor and then Tiago would come lay on top of you. Yes, I love and, it. Yeah. So you have this 110, 120 pound dog like suffocating you after the lot and you just have to love like, him for it. Yeah. Secretly, you, you kind of love it and you want, you know, him to do that to you every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming, how's the response been? I'm assuming great. Yeah, really good. I mean, we, it's really cool too. I've been able to meet a lot of the fans and followers at events. So I'll be competing and I'll see someone wearing a shirt and I'll go up to them and be like, hey, cool t shirt. And they're like, thanks. And I'm like, I made that t-shirt. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh my God, I love wags and weights. I've been following forever. And that is so rewarding to us because it just brightens their day, brightens our day. And it like lets us know that what we're doing is impacting other people. Um, and it's, it's so fun. I'm pretty yeah. sure Meg is more excited when somebody comes up to her and compliments wags and weights or says that, you know, oh my God, I'm such a big wags fan. She's more excited when someone says that versus when they're like, hey, can I get a picture with you? Like, you're my favorite athlete. She would way rather hear that people are stoked throughout Wags and Weights than them being a big fan of hers or something like that. I will also say that typically I know I'm like such a stalker because I know everyone's dogs. So I will know what their dog's name is before I even really like, I'll be like, oh my God, I love your dog. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't even introduce myself, (laughs) but I know your dog's name and it's kind of (laughs) weird. That's awesome. So do you think you get so excited about it because you're creating, because just the creative side of you is you're creating the t-shirts or just because you, you just love the company so much and are watching this grow? I mean, a little bit of both. Um, it's obviously been a work in progress to kind of create and see what people like. And it's also been really re- rewarding in a lot of ways as well. Sorry, <laughs> base over here putting her head on the couch and she's not supposed to do that. <laughs> hey, you can't go on the couch. <laughs> it's been really rewarding in a lot of ways too, because we have been able to give back. Um, and each year we kind of find different ways to give back to the community, um, to rescues and organizations and just help dogs. So it's so much, it's so much fun and the creative process is awesome. Um, but knowing that we're also doing something to give back is even more rewarding, you know? So. And what, uh, what groups are you supporting? So we typically try to gear toward more local rescues. It, it depends really. Um, sometimes we do it based on product releases and like what kind of lines we're coming out with. We're very close with Barbells for Bullies. Um, we have supported them and, and made their competitors t-shirts for the past few years now. They're amazing people. They're doing really cool stuff in the rescue world. It's a really, really hard job to own a nonprofit and, and to give back and do what you you can to help dogs. Um, and it's really cool to be able to have created that relationship with them and see their hard work and be able to help them. Yeah. I, I don't really know them other than they sent me a couple of t-shirts and a really, really kind note just telling me they liked my page. And I, like, I get a lot of free stuff, people like wanting shout outs or whatever. And they were unique to me because they didn't do that. They just, they sent yeah. me 
a bunch of stickers and a couple of t-shirts that, Hey, we just appreciate what you want, what you're doing. Just wanted to thank you for it, which I thought was just really kind of kind and sweet. They didn't ask for anything. Yeah. That's Um, how they are. Like from the get Alex, Alex and Lindsay um, have been the most supportive, even of like just my athletic career in general. Um, And they're awesome. They're really cool people. That's, that's awesome. So is this, was this started as a side project that's become kind of a full-time gig or did you intend for it to become what it's become? I really wasn't sure what it was going to become. It's pretty hard. I mean, honestly, online apparel is a very niche market um, and dogs and fitness is a very niche market as well. So I started it with the intention of it kind of being just a side gig. I was coaching. I still coach now. Um, but it's definitely, I've taken on a more full-time role. It's really just Catherine and I who kind of, um, run the company and, and kind of create stuff, you know, to, to release to the public. So I would definitely say it's a full-time gig, but we do a pretty good job of balancing everything. And obviously I have to train as well. So doing all those things and also, and coaching takes up most of my time. So let's, I got to break that down because the, the banker in me started doing the math on all the hours you're working right now. Yeah. I was, I was doing the payroll in my head. So, uh, so how many hours a week are you coaching? So I just recently cut my hours down. So I'm doing between seven and 10 a week. Um, I was doing more, but I wanted my genuine self to be able to coach and enjoy it without being too tired or just not really fully committed to it because I love coaching and the community that I'm, that we have at our gym, CrossFit Queens is incredible. So I wanted to be able to give them all of my attention, you know, with that hour of the day that I was coaching. So I'm not coaching as much as I was. Um, I'd say Wags and Weights is pretty much doing 24 seven because yeah. if I'm not creating a product, I'm on an Instagram, as you know, it's right. you've got a full-time job to be on Instagram. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so your Wags and Weights, we'll call that 24 seven. And then how much are you training these days? Um, leading up to, so right now it's been really nice because we've had a deload week the last couple of weeks. We had a, a complete deload week where it's kind of our free week to do whatever. And then this week we're kind of ramping up again. But typically when I'm training, it's anywhere between, I'd say three to four hours a day, sometimes five, but it really just depends because my coach is really smart. He creates, um, two different sessions. So one's a monostructural session. Obviously we have to do a lot of monostructural because by the time you get to the CrossFit games, there's a lot of monostructural movements, running, all that kind of stuff. So we try to really focus on that for, you know, an hour of the day and then two to three hours, um, max in the gym as well. So, you know, no one believes this deload week thing, right? Like (laughs) all all you competitive athletes are the same, like, oh, I'm on deload week. And then, and, you know, I'm doing a light snatch of 300 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I I just did Fran three times. It's a, it's a restful day. Did you make that me like a light um, double Murph? Yeah. Well, so that's, and that was actually from experience. So, uh, you know, I mean, obviously like I'm always around Saxon and Spencer's they're training and they are notorious for that crap. It drives me crazy, especially Spencer, who's even worse. He's like, Oh, I'm taking a day off. And he's over doing clean and jerks at like three and a quarter. I'm like, that's, that's more than I like to deadlift. And, you know, he's like, Oh, it's, it's a little light rest day. I'm like, okay. That's, pal. Awesome. that's funny. Yeah. Must be great to be 20 years old again. Yeah. <laughs> not, th- not that I could do that at 20 years old, but <laughs> those are the lies I tell myself. Uh, so how, how do you, how does it feel trying to balance all that? I mean, that's a lot. I mean, how, how are you, but how are you handling balancing? It? Does it feel too much? You loving it? You hate, like what, how's it feel? Uh, it's been a, it's been a battle for sure. I think um, I had a, so I first qualified for the CrossFit games in 2016. 
Um, and then coming off of that, I had a really weird kind of growth period for two years. It was, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was kind of like, obviously still working with WAGs and, um, figuring out how to grow the business, then also trying to train, but I wasn't super involved and enjoying it. Like I wasn't enjoying the process in the gym. So I'd say in a way I was kind of burnt out for a little bit. Um, but I got really lucky. I mean, when Catherine and I started dating, she was able to kind of take some of the load off and it's, I got to preach it right now. It's very important to have a significant other that deals because I'm a crazy person. We all are. We're a little bit crazy if you're going to compete in the CrossFit Games. So you have to have someone that really understands that. Um, I'm very lucky. She's so supportive and she has taken on more responsibility with the company as well. And then my coach is also super understanding of what I need in and out of the gym. Um, and so this was probably my most fun year I've ever had. I mean, to be honest with you, I went to the Mac really with no expectations. I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to try to win it. Let's just do it. And it turned out that it, the workouts were great for me. It was an amazing time, some really awesome competitors, and I was able to win and qualify. Um, and then from there, like this, the past few months have been just the process was so much fun. For the, like, for the first time in a few years, I was like, wow, I'm really enjoying being a competitor again. And this is something I want to continue. I think for Meg, like having those different roles actually help her enjoy training more. Yeah. I think uh, the fact that she's able to like be creative and have responsibility with WAGs gives her fulfillment. And, you know, she gets her um, interpersonal, she gets to use her interpersonal skills and like enjoy the community at CrossFit Queens, which she's coaching. And then when she's training, you know, she's having fun because it's not the, like the, the only part of her day that she has yeah. to worry about. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a release from the other things. So. That's big. I mean, I was at one point kind of most of my day was spent inside the gym and I was finding myself becoming really unhappy with it. And I never want to put myself in that situation again where I'm not really enjoying what I'm doing because then we look like you look crazy. You're in the gym training five hours a day. And you're not enjoying it. That's not even, why would you do that? You know? So, um, having that balance has been really, really crucial to just my overall happiness. Yeah. And so, you know, Catherine, you're, you compete too. I mean, you're, you're a hell of an athlete and yeah. uh, I feel like every time I see you, you're, you're running like 90 miles an hour. Uh, you're the longest limbs in America. Have you seen <laughs> I like to consider myself like, uh, just above average, but I'm fine with that. You know, like as long as if we're lifting, if I could stay within like 50 pounds of Meg or something, I'm happy. She gives me a run for my money on every single aerobic like piece. She's like, if there's run uh, wall balls and rowing, she's like, I'm going to beat you right now. I'm like 19.1. I almost got oh, that. Oh, almost. Yeah. Got you need to actually watch that video. 19.1. I beat her by two calories. She oh, had to wow. sell her soul. I had to sell my soul. Me. It was terrible. <laughs> That's the beautiful part about being tall. It's yeah, the best yeah. part. Like I, I love following Catherine's Instagram because I have long legs, like yeah. and I'm in a short man's world in CrossFit, you know, and so like 19.1 was great for me. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 192 a, came around and we were like, oh, strict hand, 10 push-ups, hands, hand walk, not so much. Yeah, I'm like, well, it was a good week while it lasted. Exactly. <laughs> I know. There's something wrong. It's something about CrossFit. I mean, you've got long limbs, like deadlifts, handstand push-ups. I just, I want to go crawl in a hole every time they show up. Just yeah. I mean, even if you look at the the, the uh, first few workouts of the CrossFit games this year, like scientifically, like at the, the longer athletes were way at a disadvantage. Like someone like Bukowski, he almost did no shot because workouts like Mary just with physics, you know, they're going to 
these shorter athletes. Damn physics. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't surprised at all when uh, Carrie Pierce just destroyed oh, that workout. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, besides the fact she's an amazing athlete. Of course. 100%. Watching that, like, I wish I would have seen, I wish I was in the heat with her because I probably just would have been staring at her the whole time. That was incredible. She did, she did strict hands and pushups the whole time. The fact that she beat all the men is That's ridiculous. Wild. <laughs> she she's one of my favorite people. She's so funny. Um, I did a podcast with her and I was quoting rap lyrics to her and making her guess the art or guess the word that was missing. That's awesome. <laughs> and she was so game. She yeah. was just she was having she was so much fun. Yeah, so, she's really sweet. So you guys, I mean, obviously, you know, you train together, you work together, like do you guys drive each other crazy with all this or do you have oh, to find? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see our Instagram stories. That's what really happens. We just troll each other all day, every day. People love it. They literally tell us all the time. Like you guys need to have your own TV show. I'm like, I don't want to add more like chores to our day, like having to film our film ourselves. But uh, yeah, I would say we're like 70%. Like we get along really, really well. And we're like, good. And then like 15% we're like making fun of each other, like fun banter. And then like the other 15% is like, Stay actually, away. Stay like away. we're like <laughs> screaming at each other. And it's like, all right, we need a break. I'm going to go step out because yeah. this is too much together. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So, so what do you do to get, kind of alone to like, are there, do you have hobbies separately that you do? Or it's like, well, how do you, how do you manage that? Like relationships are hard as it is. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like it, it is tough. And what makes it harder is that we enjoy all the same things. So like, we've even talked about that, like, Hey, we need our own separate hobbies, things that like we can have our own alone time. But I think it's like simple stuff. Like we're lucky enough to have um, our wags and weights uh, headquarters in the backyard in our garage um so like you know if we're just like getting on each other's nerves like meg will go out to the garage and that'll be her minute or i'll go out to the store because i do most of the food shopping <laughs> and all of the uh, chores and things like that yeah. so i'll just like, like oh, i'm whoa, going whoa, to the whoa. store let's let's no let's define all what right. you cook you're good at cooking and i clean that's a good that's a good yeah. trade-off Meg is the cleaner for sure. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'm good at eating. So I'm happy to come over anytime you guys want to cook and clean and just feed me. I'm good at eating as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, I, I want to transition just to a few questions around the game. So this year was a little different. Um, you know, I thought you had a, a great performance of the games. Like, um, you know, I, I, I always get a little amused as, as the games end or this year when people started getting eliminated, like everyone starts to post kind of all their emotions early right. on. Right. But now that you've had a little time to kind of, you know, distance to get away from it, like what, what are just kind of your thoughts around how this game season was like how it ended for you? Any of that? It was wild. It was wild, but in a, in a good way, I would say, I mean, again, like I said, my year was amazing. I got to go and do some really incredible stuff. I was also able, a part of a team and I got to travel to Iceland and France. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, when we got to the games, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. I was, I was like, all right, we're, we're here. We don't know when cuts are. What, I mean, you know, as you know, like, they didn't tell us anything. Um, it was tough. It was tough. Obviously, I'm fitter than I was when I, I made it in 2016. Um, my placement was higher than I was in 2016. So I was definitely happy with that. But as any athlete, you want, you always expect more of yourself, you know, and, um, reflecting on it, there are some mistakes that I made that got me cut eliminated for the top 20 and top 10, um, holes that just, you need to go back and fill. 
you know, I think it's tough because a lot of, a lot of athletes have opinions on it. And ultimately like there's really not much you can do. It is what it is. It's not our decision. So the only thing you can do is try to stay positive, realize, you know, all right, here's where I made a mistake. Here's where I can try to fix and become better and, you know, show up next year stronger. I think for Meg, like she was uh, obviously disappointed when she got cut, but like not disappointed in the fact that, you know, oh, I'm only the 24th fittest, but like the fact that she didn't, she didn't feel like she had a full competition. Right. Which is what a lot of the athletes felt, you know, they, and well, yeah, two days, two days of competition. I kept trying to tell her, like, you know, you're you're one of the many who feel like that. You know, right. there's only ten people out there who really feel like they had a full CrossFit Games. Right. So I think if there was one issue, that's the issue that Meg and other athletes have. It's just like, you know, give us more time to compete before yeah. you make these yeah. these big cuts. It was tough. Um, yeah. It was a hard pill to swallow. I mean, we train year rounds. And then you get cut after two days of competition, but you train for four days of competition, of hard competition. So I mean, Annie, it was Annie Thor's daughter was, said she was in the gym yeah. and did a full training day. It was weird. Day. I mean, like, I, I posted my reflections on my Instagram, and I kind of talked about how the cool stuff was I was able to honestly go and, and meet people that have been following my journey, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, but it's also so weird because I'm like, I should be out there on the floor right now competing, but I'm not. So I'm just going to drink this beer and, yeah. <laughs> right. and up, you know, okay. so it was like, it's just, it was kind of weird to be honest, but yeah, I mean, it's a, a change is hard. Change is hard. Yeah. So you have to adapt and how you're going to adapt is going to make you stronger. You know? Yeah. I ran into, uh, KT Trombetta. I, after, after, yeah, me too. She's amazing. And it was, uh, I think after the first day of cuts and, and uh asked her I'm like how are you feeling she's like great I haven't done anything you know like yeah. same thing like just you know it felt like she had a day of workouts and she was done and yeah. and you know where you guys I think you usually leave the games and you, you know you can't walk for a week because it's just exactly yeah you know so brutal it sounds like they're starting to address it I mean at least the rumors I'm hearing coming out of HQ is that they've got you know some better ideas around cuts for next year that'll right. allow competitors at least to go maybe a day and a half before they right. do cuts right like the spectators too you know how many people are traveling to go watch their coaches and their friends and their family and then you know the majority of the field is cut within four or five events so yeah. you know then you're just watching 10 people who you might have no connection to you know yeah that was my complaint was that uh you know i'm a huge annie thor's daughters fan i've had a little crush on her for eight years now <laughs> and i've never met her although i was in the room with her the other day and and giggling like a little schoolgirl. and um <laughs> <laughs> and uh I was disappointed to not get to watch her compete on the final day. And I and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm sure there's people that traveled all over the world to see this that wanted to watch her even if she finished 20th. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? And you know, so just as a fan, it it felt a little crummy and it felt a little weird to to think, man, you know, some of the best competitors you didn't get to see their kind of their full spectrum of fitness of how they would have really stacked up. For sure. I mean, even the last day. Those workouts, I was like, oh man, I would have loved to have done those on the on the floor. You know, it they, they like, would have been really cool, but it seems like everyone got cut right before what would have been their favorite their event. favorite event. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was even joking. I'm like, obviously, like one of my better performances was the sprint with a sled bar muscle up sprint. Um, and then the the 20 cut was a sprint. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have destroyed that. Like playing field hockey in college, it's all about cutting, and that sprint was um would have been good for me but yeah I mean you really can't 
Yeah. It is what it is. I, it, the ruck event was terrible. Yeah. That was so bad. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I think it'll all come around. I mean, it seems like they've, you know, they, the one thing I'll give them credit for, they seem to be taking feedback. I think they're going to implement some of it and make some changes. And then, you know, Greg's going to do what Greg's going to do. Um, and I say that with total respect for him. You know, it's his, it's his games to do as he wishes. So, uh, you know, as a spectator, it was fun to watch. I would have, personally like to have seen you compete longer because I'm kind of in the same camp. And, um, you know, I do think everyone agrees at the end of the day, you know, the two fittest people won. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it blew anything up. I, I went in this year, particularly on the women's side saying, this is the, this will be the closest it's ever been. And man, Tia made me look like an idiot. (laughs) Man, she, she was, she's amazing. She's so consistent. It's incredible to watch her, honestly. Yeah, I would say the, you know, probably my only other thought from the games that was really cool with the differences was that final lifting event with yeah. fewer competitors. You could really see how talented they were. And to get to see Amanda Barnhart go out and lift next yeah. to Tia was really, really fun. Really cool. That event, that event was cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, same thing happened to me at the Mac, though. You know, like I was watching Amanda lift going, oh, my God, like she's clean in 260. Like I can't I can't get within you know, almost 70 pounds of that. And she's just making it look easy. And I felt that way at the Mac when, you know, you guys are all snatching 190 to 200 pounds. I'm like, okay, I'm just I'm going to go, reset my life here. Yeah. <laughs> Feel bad about myself. Um, and then, you know, I guess kind of my last question, and Catherine, this is for you, like, you know, as a spectator watching this, like you were out in the crowds, of course, every time I saw you, you're just blazing past me to go to the next event. But um, just as a spectator, like, did it feel different for you this year? Better, worse? Um, more stressful. Yeah. So it was weird. Like not knowing what was coming next. I felt like every event was so important. So like in the past, when I'm there supporting my get a competition, it's like, all right, if you know that one workout's not going to be so great, you're like, let's get through this one. Let's get to the next one. But like with the cuts, you're like, she needs to get X amount of points to stay in it. So it almost felt, I think as a spectator, that's exciting too. It's because your each event really matters. Um, but again, I, I think it was just, it was tough for people to see so many athletes out so quickly. Um, but I mean, you and Dave were like, crun- before that sprint, um, sled sprint, bar muscle, workout, you and Dave were crunching numbers. You were like, yeah, you need to sell your soul. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, even before, okay. before Mary, like I went up in the stands and I was like, felt so nauseous because <laughs> it's just 20 minutes of watching them and die. It's, <laughs> I knew that it was going to be really tight for yeah. making it into that top 20. So that was tough. That was tough. Yeah, it it was hard for me as a spectator watching because I, you know, I'm I'm a banker, so I do math really well. And some of the athletes, I'm like, doesn't matter how well they do, right. they're, they're, right. they're going to get cut, right. you know. And it really did it changed the dynamic. Now I did though, like you know, especially since I'm really kind of invested in Saxon, like he had to do well in the sprint to keep going, and then he won the event, you know. And, like and so it's exciting to see someone have that kind of motivation. They know their weekend's over if they don't go. So it did add a different element to the games that we've yeah. never seen before. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think that it's a cool, like, that's why, I mean, I don't really don't have any, a ton of negative feedback. I think it's a really cool change and a new component. And I think with a few tweaks, it can make the games that much more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. 
Well, I appreciate you guys being on tonight. Uh, I'll give one last shout out to the to the business. So uh, for those of you that have not looked at um, Wags and Weights, I would highly encourage you to go over to the Instagram page and the website and check it out. Amazing shirts. Uh, kind of covers all spectrums. Tank tops, too, if you have good arms. I don't wear the tank tops, but uh, lots of really cool stuff there, uh, particularly if you're a dog lover. Uh, nothing for cat yet. I would encourage you guys to create something for Bean. He could use okay, his own. Right, he, he could create yeah. his own T-shirt, but uh, just a photo of his face, like his sassy face. <laughs> he, he only has a sassy face. That's all he has. But uh, again, I really appreciate you guys being on. Thank you so much, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the next year of CrossFit for you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Thank all you. Right. Thank you.